Hello, and welcome to Life on Maine, a daily podcast of Life on Maine in Charlestown, New Hampshire, where we discuss living life on the main purpose as designed by God. I am Pastor Tim Golden, and on these podcasts, we focus on growing in relationship with God, maturing in the faith through His Word, stewarding our relationships with one another, as well as learning to make disciples as we share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Each day highlights one of these facets of spiritual character, growth, and stewardship, so be sure to come back each day to grow a strong and healthy walk with the Lord. Now, let's see what the Holy Spirit wants to show us today. Well, good morning and welcome to another episode of Front Runner Friday. As you know, we've been talking lately about uh, the pulse of a godly leader and some specific areas that we can look at within ourselves to help us see how well we are going to be able to keep up for the long term in exhibiting godly character and godly qualities amongst those people that we lead. And last week we had talked about uh, the first of those, which was integrity. And we also kind of alluded to honesty in the midst of that, which is another key quality. Today, I want to talk about something that to some people might seem like an oxymoron when it comes to the body of Christ. Especially when you talk about being a godly leader, because what I want to talk about today is having a wholesome self-esteem. And some people would probably be like, well, if you're going to be a godly leader, it's got to be the, the sacrificing of self. And, and that's true to a point. But that does not necessarily mean our self-esteem. It's making sure that self-esteem is properly grounded where it needs to be. And so that's where I kind of want us to go today. Because to be able to lead people effectively and not cause a lot of um, collateral damage along the way, is going to be requiring of us to have a healthy self-esteem. And what I find is people that don't have healthy self-esteem will usually err on one of two sides. Either on one side, they think of themselves much more highly than they should. In fact, they wonder when they're doing ministry or when they're engaging in certain um, church activities, why they aren't getting the pats on the back that they feel that they should get. Um, and or not getting the um, acknowledgments that they feel they so rightly deserve. And then they begin to get disgruntled and begin to get hurt feelings as a result of that. And that in itself is a manifestation of an unhealthy self-esteem. Because what, hap- what we find in place there is that people are actually looking for their Uh, pleasure from the wrong source. They're looking to get their accolades from people rather than from God. They're seeking to please people ultimately rather than pleasing God. And the other type of person is the individual that we often think of as having low self-esteem. God can't use me. I I am worth nothing. I, I don't really want to take a chance in that. I think I'll mess it up. And that as well carries with it a sense of low self-esteem. For both of these people, what's at the root of this is sometimes their, their thoughts of how God views them. For the first person, they think that God views them much more highly maybe than they should think that he views. And um, I mean, we are all greatly loved by God. And we know there's nothing we can do to make him love us anymore. 
but there's a sense of entitlement almost with that uh, first individual. The second individual, what we find is they feel that they um, aren't worthy of it. But for both of them, ultimately their self-esteem is rooted in what it is that they are doing or not doing. And if we feel that we should be getting the strokes, then what we're doing is we're putting too much emphasis on the actions that we are doing because our esteem as a believer is not rooted in what we do. It's rooted in who we are and most importantly, whose we are. In fact, Jesus, when he talked with Mary and Martha, we know that Martha was off and she was trying to prepare things, trying to make things just, just right for Jesus. Mary, on the other hand, was sitting at Jesus' feet, just spending time with him. And Mary asked Jesus to rebuke, or Martha asked Jesus to rebuke Mary. And the reverse actually took place. Jesus actually looked to Martha and said, actually, Mary's doing that which is better. He didn't say that what Martha was doing was wrong, but Martha was getting the cart before the horse. She was so caught up in the doing, she wasn't taking time just to be in the presence of the Lord. She didn't understand probably to the fullness that it's okay just to be who you are with Jesus. There's nothing more that you have to do to earn his, earn his graces. In fact, scripture tells us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And if we stop and think about that, what that means is when we were not just not following Jesus, but when we were actually going the totally opposite direction, when we wanted absolutely nothing to do with him, when we were doing the sorts of things that would nail him to a tree, he loved us. He loved us the most that he possibly could at that specific point in time. He cannot love us any more today than he loved us right then. And so the first thing we've got to really understand is who is it that we are in Jesus' sight? And it's not based on what we do. It's based on the people that he has created us to be. And in that, he takes joy. And in that should be the center of our self-esteem. And when that's the case, then we are not as concerned about whether we get the accolades because we know we're pleasing him. In fact, there was a, a man a number of years ago in the uh, Pan Am games that had, um, his name was Greg and he was a diver. And he was actually questioned, um, as f regarding performing uh, in the games. And they had asked him, what do you do to deal with the stress? And his response was this. He said, before I dive off that diving board, the first, the last thing that I do is I tell myself, you know, even if I mess this dive up, my mom's still gonna love me. And I think that that's ultimately the, the, the source of Christian self-esteem is understanding that no matter what we do, no matter how well we do it or how poorly we do it, it's understanding that our God still loves us and that his um, acceptance of us is not based on how well we do or how successful we are. Does he want us to be successful? Absolutely. Does he have a specific plan in place for our lives that we should be striving for? Sure, but that comes after we are making sure we're taking time just to be with him. Are we taking time to spend in his presence? Are we okay with the concept that if God never used us to do anything else for his glory, would we be okay just enjoying him? 
And if not, then I would say that we have a, probably have a pretty poor self-esteem because we probably think we've got to do something to earn his, earn his good graces. And so we want to be careful of that. Um, understand that you are worth something to God simply because he says you are. And then the next thing we need to understand to keep a good, healthy self-esteem is learn to forgive yourself. When you do mess up, when you do make mistakes, when you don't do things quite maybe in the best way that God wanted us to, not necessarily that we sinned, but we just didn't maybe quite come out on the other side with the gold medal. Learn to forgive yourself. Learn to understand that, again, how successful you are is not going to determine how much God loves you. He loves you and accepts you just the way you are with your mistakes as well as with your successes. What we've got to do is we've got to learn to forgive ourselves. And when we don't forgive ourselves, we're actually saying that we are better than God because God chose to forgive us. And so for us not to forgive ourselves is almost to say that we have got a higher standard of what is right and pure than God has. And if God sees fit to forgive us, even when we mess up, how much more should we learn to forgive ourselves? And then the third thing I really want to bring to our attention, and we find this actually in Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 7, and that's learn to just enjoy serving. Whatever that looks like, wherever that is, you know, may, maybe you're a pastor. Maybe you were a pastor. I, mean, I know I've been there. Uh, I'd been in a situation where I'd pastored a church for a number of years, and then God had me step down from that for a while, and I had to deal with some things, and God had to deal with me on my attitudes of feeling like I somehow had to perform at a certain level um, for myself to be in the fullness of His grace. And Jesus wanted me to understand one simple thing. He called me to serve. It doesn't matter if that's as a pastor. It doesn't matter if it's not as a pastor. Thing is, am I doing what God has called me to do? Listen to these words, Philippians chapter 2, 3 through 7. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in loneliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. So learn to look at others higher than you do yourself. But then listen to this. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So look after your own interests. Look after yourself. Make sure you're healthy. You're not going to be able to lead people into health and wellness if you're not willing to go there yourself spiritually. That said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man. This is the way the message puts it. I don't usually turn to the message because it's not really a translation, it's a paraphrase. But I like the way that it put it. This is the way that the message version puts those verses. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourself long enough to lend a helping hand. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but did not think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Are we willing to lay aside things for the sake of the glory of God? See, Jesus purpose was one thing. It was simply to do the will of the Father. 
And as long as he did that, he knew he was achieving what it was that he was called to be. To do the will of the Father and to be one with the Father. And that for us should be the same. To want to do his will, to want to be one with him. And that should be the center of our esteem. Not what other people think. Not how well we perform the tasks. Not whether or not we're going to fail, because guaranteed, uh, you probably will. In fact, uh, I think it was John Maxwell once put it this way, and I love it. He said, if at first you don't succeed, or if at first you do succeed, try something harder. Because chances are, if you can succeed at it on your own strength, it probably wasn't something God called you to. It's something you've got to rely on him for. And how well we rely on him is a learning process. So there will be failures along the way. But when they come, forgive yourself. See yourself the way that he does. See yourself in his eyes. Understand that apart from him, you are nothing. But also understand that with him, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And he has made you an heir to the kingdom of God. And that is the greatest esteem that we can have as individuals. So have a healthy self-esteem as a leader. And that self-esteem is understanding that your self-esteem isn't rooted in yourself. It's actually rooted in Jesus Christ. I hope this has been helpful for you. Tune in tomorrow as we talk about relationships and join us also on Sunday as we begin a new series of messages called The Caricatures of a Christian as we look at how it is that God wants us to function as believers. And we're gonna be doing that for about the next three months. So hope you can tune in. Uh, until then, have a great day and may God bless you. We want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. We pray that it was beneficial for you. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for another episode of Life on Main. You can learn more about our church by visiting our website at lifeonmain.org. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash lifeonmain, where you can learn about upcoming events and find links to videos of these broadcasts and sermons. You can also view our sermons on our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash lifeonmain with each of those words capitalized. Thanks for listening to Life on Main and may God bless you.